This podcast may contain strong language and references to violence. Listener discretion is advised. The citizens handbook. The citizens Koto, no my hide my and welcome to the Citizens Handbook podcast, the companion podcast to the Citizens Handbook web series that you should watch. And if you haven't watched it, go do that right now. My name is Robbie, and this is a podcast for people who want to know about New Zealand but hate to read. So, we've invited a comedian and turned civics education into a game that someone can win. To make sure that nobody cheats, we've got a moderator called Finn. Finn, tell us how the game works. Okay, Robbie, I will. Thanks, Finn. Robbie and our guest are going to take turns explaining a topic to each other, but they're also going to sneak in three cheeky little lies. Whoever spots the most lies from the other person wins. Easy. Easy. Today, our special guest is Chris Parker, Fred Award winner and co-host of queer comedy podcast The Male Gaze, and we're talking about how a bill becomes a law. It turns out it's hard for MPs to get their laws passed, which is good, because a lot of their ideas are dumb. I'll be talking about Governors General, and Chris will be talking about weird New Zealand laws. There'll also be some lies to look for, hidden away like a nephew that you forgot you were playing hide-and-seek with. Hi, Chris. Hi, Robbie. How are you doing? Look, I'm really good. I've got a coffee, so I might be slurping all through this. But Great. What a treat for the listeners. I will drink coffee right up until the end of the day. Is that bad? I was worried about this coffee at whatever the time is now. Chris, I'm going to tell you all about Governor Generals in New Zealand. Oh, my God. I'm already bored. Okay. Okay. So try and not be bored. No, I'm going to listen. Governor-Generals aren't called Governor-Generals because they're called Governors-General, and they're in charge of pretty much everything because of that time Britain colonised New Zealand. Queen Lizzie is currently our head of state, unless she died, since we recorded this podcast, in which case it's probably a bloke called Charles. Isn't she going to retire? I, I don't know. I mean, she's very old. There's talk. <laughs> Queen Liz is represented in New Zealand by the Governor-General, who is currently played by Dame Patsy Reddy, who was recommended by John Key and approved by the Queen from the opposite side of the world. The Governor-General is ludicrously powerful. But we trust that they'll never use that power and just do what our elected officials tell them to. The Governor-General technically appoints our government and makes our laws official, and it's only the stamp of approval from the Governor-General that changes a bill, which is just a bunch of words written down by politicians, into a law, which is a bunch of words written down by politicians that we all agree to take seriously. Before New Zealand's Governors-General were called Governors-General, they were called Governors which was grammatically simpler. To begin with, they were mostly British soldiers, and then they were mostly British soldiers who specialised in colonising, and then for a brief while, they were rich British people who might not even be soldiers at all. Eventually, some of these people who wielded more power than any other New Zealander were actually from New Zealand, and by 1985, after only 145 years, one of them, Sir Paul Reeves, was of Māori descent, and after a mere 150 years since the first governor in 1840, one of them was a woman, Dame Catherine Tizard. So who's to say progress doesn't happen quickly? Governors-general are, Chris, by all accounts, weird people. 
Some of them were sort of professional colonisers, like Hercules George Robert Robinson, who had a crack at the West Indies, Hong Kong, Ceylon, New South Wales and Fiji, before taking over as Governor of New Zealand for two years and then immediately buggering off to South Africa. The Earl of Ranfurly nearly quit when they reduced his salary, and Lord Onslow was only able to get the job because it paid poorly and nobody else wanted to do it. As well as being a doctor and the founder of the Royal New Zealand Plunkett Society, Lord Plunkett also gave us the Plunkett Shield for cricket. Lord Bledisloe gave us the Bledisloe Cup for chess. And the Earl of Ranfurly gave us the Ranfurly Shield for rugby. Unfortunately, the first Ranfurly prize had to be replaced because they'd accidentally put a picture on it of people playing football, which is different than rugby in that they are different sports. Robert Muldoon, whose favourite pastime was doing things other Prime Ministers had assumed were against the rules, was the first Prime Minister to recommend an overtly political Governor-General. As the current National Prime Minister, he recommended former National Prime Minister Sir Keith Holyoke for Governor-General, who was then confirmed by the Queen. One Governor-General, Sir Bernard Ferguson, was so posh that before he was Governor-General of New Zealand, his father was also the Governor-General of New Zealand, and both of his granddads were Governors of New Zealand too. One fun thing about Governors-General being so posh is that they have silly names. Past Governors include Sir Frederick Temple Hamilton Temple Blackwood, Sir Arthur William de Brito Savile Foljam Liverpool, and Sir John Poinder Dixon Poinder Islington. All definitely true. The Governor-General's flag is not the New Zealand flag, because it has an enormous crown on the top of it. And at the Governor-General's house, they use scissors to trim the edges of the lawn and a lawnmower to keep the carpets neat. Whether or not they should exist, they do. And Governors-General are without doubt the most powerful people in New Zealand who would immediately lose all of their power if they ever tried to use it. So there were lies in there. <laughs> there were three in so there I li- somewhere. I lied three times in there, Chris. Oh my God. What? <laughs> this is, literally what happened to me is what happens when I listen to the news, which is suddenly I was like, <laughs> I was like, listen, Chris, I have to listen focus so carefully to hear the news. Can you repeat the bit about the Absolutely. names? Their names are Sir Frederick Temple Hamilton Temple Blackwood. Sir Arthur William de Brito Savile Foljam Liverpool. De Brito? De- That's so hot. <laughs> I love de Brito. It sounds like the sub of the day. <laughs> Six inch de Brito. And the last one, the last one is Sir John Poinder, Dixon Poinder, Islington. That one is, that's a lie. All right, so Chris, your accusation is that Sir John Poinder, Dixon Poinder, Islington. Yes. Is a made up one. Is a lie. The the Governor General of those three that was not a Governor General was actually Sir Frederick Temple Hamilton Temple Blackwood. Number one. Yeah, it was number one. Damn it. So yes, so that does mean that Sir Arthur William de Brito Savile Foljam Liverpool was our Governor General. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so was Sir John Poinder, Dixon Poinder, Poinder. Islington. Yeah, they were both our Governor General. Also, to be fair... English people are so (laughs) stupid. I know. We're so dumb. (laughs) Drop the name. Like, you only need it once. You need three scarves and three names. No more. (laughs) Um, Also, to be fair, Sir Frederick Temple, Hamilton Temple, Blackwood, was Governor of Canada. Okay. So I stole that name. 
So I got half a point, though. Yep. You did Thank get you. half a point. Yep. yep. You're okay, so there's two more lies two swimming more lies in, in there. Mess. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Hercules. I don't believe that name to be very real. I would never take anyone seriously <laughs> called Hercules. Like, oh, and then Hercules will see you in 15. It's like, I'm not going into that meeting. All right. We've got an accusation from Chris here that something about Hercules George Robert Robinson is untrue. That accusation is incorrect. Oh, I yeah. hate this game. Sorry. That's Sorry. all true. Only because I want to win. I know. Robbie, can you please reread that bit about the guy who didn't want the job and so they just gave it to someone else? Yes, I can read that. The Earl of Ranfurly nearly quit when they reduced his salary and Lord Onslow was only able to get the job because it paid poorly and nobody else wanted to do it. I reckon that second half of that is a lie because it honestly feels like a sitcom device. <laughs> and we did write that in Golden Boy. As the mayor of our made-up town, no one else wanted to be mayor, so he got to go. All right, so this is your third of three guesses at the lie, and that accusation is incorrect. <clears throat> it's also true, that bit. I'm being deceived. This game sucks. <laughs> me drinking my coffee me. and screaming in fury. Okay, well, what the, where were the lies? Oh, I said that Plunkett founded Plunkett. They didn't? P- Plunkett didn't found Plunkett. Oh, yeah. Of course. Sorry, it's just the name was there, so I took that. When I was at primary school, um, I made a sherbet stand, and we were selling sherbet for like a dollar or something, and it was my first kind of encounter with like really screwing something up, because someone put too much baking soda in it, so lots of people coming up to me while we were making it, being like, excuse me, my mouth's foaming, and I was like, I can't deal with the pressure, I just wanted to help Plunkett. <sighs> anyway... I ended up with an ice cream container of $21 in coins that I gave to the school office, and they're like, we'll give it to Plunkett. And I reckon they spent it on wine. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was all worthwhile. Uh, The the thing that was a lie was um, they use scissors to trim the edges of the lawn. Damn it! Yeah, they don't. Oh, I flossed over that. But they do use a lawnmower. They do use a lawnmower on the carpet. But they don't use scissors on the lawn. But they don't use scissors on the lawn. It honestly sounds like we're talking in a new window. Oh, no, they don't use scissors on the lawn. Do Mower on your car. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of round one. You've picked up half a point. Pretty which, good, which is great. It definitely puts you in the lead. Yes. Um, yeah, you might not even get half a point here. Oh, it I reckon it's wouldn't be the to, first time. Yeah. It's going to come down to fractions of a point. I reckon. <laughs> All right, so you're up, Chris. Take it away. Okay, Robbie. Hello. I'm talking to you about weird New Zealand laws. This is going to be so hard to guess. I've done all the research on this. Okay, great. I've read every single law book. (laughs) Wow. How long did that take you, Chris? Honestly, (laughs) this morning. The thing about laws is they're products of society, and society is constantly changing. So naturally, over time, some laws start to sit a bit problematically within our culture of the day. An example would be the blasphemy law. So up until earlier this year, it was technically illegal to publish blasphemous libel in New Zealand. But now that everyone's a bit more secular, and many of us agree that a few light-hearted jokes about JC aren't the end of the world, the blasphemy law feels a little old-fashioned and stuffy and just frankly inappropriate. So in March 2019, Parliament repealed that particular part of the Crimes Act, and now blasphemy isn't illegal anymore. Okay, so technically I can say that God doesn't exist, and I do all the time. (laughs) 
but it's a lot of work to change or get rid of specific offences like that. The Ministry of Justice has to refer it to the Law Commission to review, and then they make recommendations back to the Ministry, and then the Ministry puts a whole bill together, and then that has to get through the whole legislative process, and I'm honestly just exhausted at describing that. (laughs) So what happens is most laws that aren't as high-profile as blasphemy law just end up sitting there, still in law, but like no one's really kind of paying any attention to them. So here are some examples of laws that nobody has bothered replacing yet. If you pretend to be a medium or have telepathy or clairvoyance and you have an intent to deceive, you can be fined up to $1,000. There's no word in the act if it's legal to be actually telepathic though. Right, okay. It is illegal to marry your deceased wife's sister. They just won't let you do it. You can't set a trap for a man. (laughs) You can't set a trap for a man. You can get five years in prison if you set a trap for a man. What are you saying? This whole podcast record could be a trap for you, and technically I'm not allowed to do that if you get five years in prison. If you make a poster for your missing cat, you're not allowed to request that it be returned, no questions asked. Okay. It is illegal to ring a bell maliciously. If you're a high school in New Zealand, you're not allowed to have more than a pound of uranium. So if you have more than a pound of uranium, you better hope that it decays before the nuclear inspector comes around. Otherwise, <laughs> you're in trouble. An hour after sunset and an hour before sunrise each day, you're not allowed to be a peeping Tom. You'll be fined up to $500 if you get caught. So which technically is another way of saying that you can be a peeping Tom in New Zealand, but it will cost you $500. (laughs) Or just be a peeping Tom in the middle of the day, in which case you can get away with it for free. It's illegal to hang out with a murderer. (laughs) If you're part of an incorporated society and you fail to lodge your annual financial statements, you will be fined a shilling per day for every day it's overdue. So that's not 10 cents. That's one shilling. It's illegal to peer pressure someone into setting off a nuclear bomb. But if you don't do it, you're a total pussy. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make a loud noise near a whale. Not only will you get in trouble with the New Zealand police, but you also might be summoned by the sea court, who are ferociously harder. (laughs) I don't know what they're like. (laughs) If you own the book Everything Marijuana, you could go to prison. In fact, you could go to jail for longer than you would if you got caught growing and selling your own marijuana. You're not allowed to name your child Baron. So technically, Baron Trump's name is not recognised in New Zealand. <laughs> the names Fish and Chips, Lucifer, and Anal have also been ruled out, which, frankly, I'm gutted about because I <laughs> wanted to name my firstborn Anal Lucifer. <laughs> you can't import walking sticks that when you pull them out from the handle, a sword is there. Oh, I, love <laughs> I could have those. absolutely described that better, but you kind of get the energy of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only weird laws, Robbie. All other ones are completely fine and not to be questioned. This is, without doubt, the hardest <laughs> round of this game. Really? I've heard so far, all of those are fake. Is my immediate instinct. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. Right, yeah, that wasn't a guess. But it's so crazy to think that even like up until 1986, it was illegal just to be gay. You know, like, sure. so really, it's like when you think about it, you're like, yeah. well, of course there's some... Re- like, 1986 is not Yesterday. that long yeah. ago. Anyway, it's okay. my own little personal agenda in there. <laughs> um, go on. Okay, my initial thoughts are um, Trap for a Man is the funniest 
Law out of all of them. I love Trap for a Man. Trap for a Man is amazing. Trap eh? for a Man is my favourite. Um, you can't marry your deceased wife's sister. Was that one of them? Was I did that? say that. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true. Unless I've missed something. That's that's sort of morally <laughs> not great. Should we it through for a second? Yeah, if we just think so it through for a second. So you can't marry your deceased. So, so your wife married, died. Your, your wife dies. We won't. Probably a huge weight was dropped on top of her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone lowered a grand piano. <laughs> and then her sister is around. Sure. Uh, let's give They're it pretty a similar. wee while, like six months. <laughs> um, you're still kind of grieving. You can't sort of make your way onto her. Well, you can't marry her. Yeah, I would say you shouldn't, but I think you legally can. That is my accusation. All right. So the accusation from Robbie is that you legally can marry your deceased wife's sister. Mm-hmm. And you and you should, man. <laughs> that was also that was also me. <laughs> that accusation is correct. Well done. Damn it! He's already bet me. Marrying your deceased wife's sister was first legalized. In the Deceased Wife Sister Marriage Act, which is a movie, <laughs> in 1880, so quite a while ago. Quite a while ago, but a funny name for it. So it, it is now legal. I reckon that was changed for one guy. <laughs> there was a down. It was pretty high up in the court. One MP. Can we please, please have a look at the deceased wife? It's like, we're, honestly, we've got like a, quite a few other high priorities here. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Well um, done. Thank you, thank God you. God damn you, Robbie. Yes, I, All yep. Right. And I can say that cause, um, <laughs> because of the... since March 2019, I'm allowed yeah. to. Um, okay, I think, could you reread the bit about the pound of uranium? Yes, sure. It starts with this sentence, if you're a high school. <laughs> if you're a high school in New Zealand, <laughs> you're not allowed to have more than a pound of uranium. Okay. Before the... Actually, that might be true. The first time you read it, I thought you meant... I don't know why. I, a high schooler? Like, no, um, the first time I read it, I had the same thing as well. Right, okay. And there was a guy when I was at high school who had like lots of acids and bottles in his locker. <laughs> and he also had a bird in a glass jar and he was um, de- watching it decompose. Wow. <laughs> Where is he now? <laughs> I think he's like, honestly, a genius. Oh, like, he's he doing fine. He's really, really smart. But he had some anger issues and the school definitely... <laughs> had their eye on him and he, <laughs> he had a I don't decomposing know, bird high school was the wild west people <laughs> just were drinking liters of milk and just like vomiting on the ground like, it was yeah. just like what were we up to anyway back onto the topic back onto the topic i you think, think it's fine? i think you're allowed to have a sword cane i think that's a lie i think the sword coming out of a cane i think you're allowed to have one of those i think i'm, I'm making an accusation that accusation is Incorrect. Oh, no sword canes. No sword canes. <laughs> so you're going to have swords, but no sword canes. I guess it's a disguised weapon, oh. which is pretty bad. Okay, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, New Zealand government. Um, okay. I'm going to say it's not true that there is specific times that you're not allowed to be a peeping Tom. That's my accusation. All right. We've got an accusation from Robbie. The accusation about the peeping Tom law is incorrect. <laughs> So you're saying most of the hours of the day yeah. you can be a complete perv it's in the government. It's just the spooky hours. <laughs> it's like, don't do it with weird oh, lighting. You can be such a fright. It's 500 bucks. <laughs> 500 is also like, you could pay that. <laughs> yeah. It feels like there are some people creepy enough to be fine with that. You could be level. a millionaire and just be like, I'm just going to peep all day <laughs> oh. long. Uh, okay, so I got I got one out of three. Oh, do you want to know the wow. lies? Which I would love to are, know the lies. There are two more lies in there. Yeah. What are those, Chris? It's illegal to ring a bell maliciously. That's a lie. 
It's oh. a goddamn lie. Did it, it used to be? It used to be illegal according to the Police Offences Act, along with flying a kite annoyingly. <laughs> but it <laughs> they was should bring that one back. <laughs> it was legalised by the Summary Offences Act, which replaced it in the 80s. Like, so honestly, this- six years before we were legally allowed to be homosexuals. They were like, <laughs> they were like let's get the oh, bell thing. <laughs> First they sort out that annoying bell. <laughs> then those guys who really like to kiss each other, yeah. we'll, sort, we'll sort that out afterwards. Yeah, we'll do it with love later, but for now, but that would you bell quit stuff. ringing my bell? Again, it feels like it was specifically related to one person, and it was really <laughs> free, like, like some annoying. I love name. my bell. <laughs> Ringing a bell maliciously was legalized in the eighties. Oh, so so that means that it was yeah. one guy in Parliament who just loved ringing <laughs> bells. <laughs> so please, guys, I love cranking my neighbours. <laughs> oh, here we go. And here was the other one. Oh, it's illegal to hang out with a murderer. Oh, it, it's, oh, it's a lie that it's illegal. It's actually illegal to hang out with thieves. What? <laughs> Plot twist. Um, so it's a crime to associate with anyone who has been convicted on at least three separate occasions of a crime involving dishonesty, you naughty boys. You can't hang out with Aladdin is essentially what we're saying here. That's your go-to. Our most famous thief. <laughs> New Zealand's most famous thief. Aladdin. Aladdin. What if you've gone to prison and like served your time? Yeah, so it is illegal to associate with... Someone who has been convicted three times of a crime involving dishonesty. The Law Commission has recommended that that be repealed, but... That's an injustice. Um, Okay. Is that all of them? Is that all the... Yep, that was three lies in there. What do we take away from all of this? One... Absolutely abolish the governor's general role. Like, what? How much money are they being paid a year? The annual salary uh, for the governor general is three hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. Quite a lot. Only became subject to income tax from twenty ten. Okay, great. Cool. Well, that was really fun. So, yeah, we're not done yet. We have to, oh. I have to calculate the scores. Oh, that's going to be hard. Ooh, good luck <laughs> out there. Such a high scoring game. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of round two, we have Chris Parker on. Half of one point. Yes. Robbie Nickel on one full point. Wow. Yay. Which means that Brian knows Robbie has won, won the game. This episode. Woo. Congratulations, Robbie. Thank you so much. That was really fun. I Thank- learned a little bit. And, I, and I've come, I'm going to leave this feeling broken, you know, because I lost in the end. <laughs> so, if anything, this has been a huge blow for me on what was just a normal day. I was feeling fine. And now I feel like shit. So well, thanks for that. That's what we hope to achieve um, with this podcast. <laughs> we bring comedians in uh, with a game that we invented ourselves. So that you can win. <laughs> so and that we I can win. Already more sad than we already were when we walked in. Yep, that's the goal. And uh, thank you so much for <laughs> taking part. Thank you, Chris Parker. Thanks thank for having you. me. Thank you for being on this episode of the Citizens Handbook Podcast. Um, this one all about how a bill becomes a law. Thank you, Chris. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. A citizen's If you liked this podcast, you'll love the web series, The Citizen's Handbook, and you can find it at rnz.co.nz. The Citizen's Handbook podcast was researched and written by Phineas Teppett and me, Robbie Nickel. It is produced by Izzy Walton and Kevin and Co. The technical producer is Tim Batt. RNZ supervising producer is Justin Gregory. And RNZ senior commissioner is Kay Elmers. 
Tim Watkin is RNZ's executive producer for podcasts and series. This podcast was made possible by the RNZ and NZ On Air Innovation Fund. You can subscribe to this and every other RNZ podcast at Apple, Spotify, and other podcast providers. Please give us a rating. That way other people get to hear about the show.